Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. You're invited to this table with others on the same journey to becoming a great coach with a strong foundation, no matter what type of coaching you're called to. I've lived a lot of my life full of doubt and confusion about my purpose. I didn't know if my broken and messy story could be used by God, but I did know I wanted to find a way to serve Him and others while making money. In fact, I had no idea what life coaching even was, and I just thought it sounded kind of silly. But as I pressed into what God was calling me to, He was faithful to make the path clear to me, and now I love my life as a coach. In this podcast, you'll learn more about your calling as a coach, whether you've been doing it for a bit or just starting to think about it. You'll hear experts and coaching examples and learn new strategies and tools and so much more. I'm Laura Malone, and I'm honored to guide you in your coach calling, and together, We can pursue wholeheartedness for both you and your clients with the help of Holy Spirit. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm spending the morning kind of alone. And since I have three teenage girls and a husband who works from home and my kids have always been homeschooled, I'm rarely ever alone. And I put on the um, Spotify, and I put on Tim McGraw radio station. I don't listen to a lot of current country, but I used to listen to old country. Didn't used to be old when I was listening to it. And because I've watched the TV show called 1883 with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, it's kind of reignited my love for their music and their relationship. I just, I really like them. And it was such a great TV show really well done, uh, very intense and dramatic. And I encourage you to watch it if you want to see the beauty and the hardship, but not if you are super sensitive to the realities of the time and the kinds of um, things that were going to happen there. So it is on, I think it's on Paramount. I don't know what channel that is. Anyway, that kind of ignited my, hmm, I'm going to listen to some this Kiss by Faith Hill and <laughs> some Tim McGraw. And I was, uh, one of these songs came on. Just so you know, this this episode will not be a super tangible win for you today or a tactical tool, but me sharing a little bit about me and some a scripture that the Lord showed me today that I want to bring to you for encouragement in your walk. Anyway, I was listening to this radio station and a song came on I don't know who sings it or the name of it but I've heard it before that says you're gonna miss this when it's gone you know and people tell me that all the time my brother says it to me all the time you're gonna miss it when they leave and I know I will um I know that I will and I find myself in the middle in the thick of it and I think you know, how much longer will this be hard? You know, you just get in those times where it's like, gosh, this is so hard sometimes. It is hard to be a parent, especially in today's culture and the things that confront our children and our families and our marriages and the warfare that you um, have to deal with in addition to what the world brings at you puts in front of you and that just all the things that you're were confronted with on a day-to-day basis um 
And I thought, I am. I'm really going to miss it when they're all gone. I'm going to I miss every one of them when they're gone. And it's hard for me personally. I don't miss people. It's not a strong emotion I have ever experienced. It's not part of my makeup. It doesn't mean that my mind doesn't miss them. I just, I am with my people all the time. And we are not always given the opportunity to be separate enough to miss each other. <laughs> you can ask my kids. They've been together their entire lives. <laughs> they, I, they never miss one another. But they will one day. So maybe think about it. What's in your life right now that if it was gone, you would finally have a recognition of how good it was, even though it was hard, you know, how much joy you really had in the middle of things that challenged you, relationships that you you loved and you desired a person and to be with them so much that it hurt when you couldn't have them, be with them, when you trusted somebody enough that they could hurt you, you know, what is in your life that you could really step back and say, if that was gone, I would miss that. And just take a moment and let yourself live in that. And um, I don't know, just see how you could apply a little bit more of that and the gratitude of what you do have into let that lead you and infuse your soul with I guess maybe just not a an intense desire to escape. What if you just let yourself be in it? What if we what if we let ourselves stop trying to make things change and be better and less hard and escape things and we just sat in them and had an appreciation? And if you think, well, it shouldn't be this way, but it is. It just is. Let your mind actually accept that it is this way and don't live your life blaming circumstances or other people. It makes you so powerless. Instead, when you see that there's suffering and there's hardship and there's this hard path to walk in front of you and you want to rise up and fight against it and your flesh wants to resist it, and it wants to say, it shouldn't be like this. This is injustice. I demand a refund. <laughs> what if you just said, this is what it is. I wonder what the Lord will do. And let him show you the beauty inside of the ashes. Let him show you. Let him be with you right where you are. It's in your weakness that he that his strength is really made known to you you can find the source of joy and strength in the lord you know that's where it's really important to discern the difference between what you're thinking and feeling what your will is is trying to make happen and wants in your imaginations of what if and what could be and shouldn't this or that that's your soul and your soul is supposed to be there and your soul isn't evil, but it's still in a process. It's a still, still in a restorative process, but your spirit as a believer in Jesus is fully redeemed. 
So lean into what your spirit knows. Let your spirit that is aligned with the spirit of God that lives inside of you, right? Let that rise up and lead your soul. Because if you set, if you set, set your soul, your, your body and your soul, the flesh is what the Bible talks about. Set that aside. And the place where you know that you know, that's in your spirit. Like when you feel that in your heart, that's, that's coming from the spirit within you. Your spirit knows that it knows that it knows that you're right where you're supposed to be, that you're going in the right direction. Even if your soul says, I don't want this, it doesn't feel good. It's not what I would have chosen. Your spirit knows. And I encourage you to let it lead your soul and your body. My spirit knows that this season is a really important one with teenage girls in my house. They will not always be there. My soul might say, goodness, please take a break from being in my house. Leave me alone. Can I please just have one day? But my spirit (laughs) says, but please come back. (laughs) No matter how hard it is, no matter, you know, the bickering or the emotions, the disappointments, I, I couldn't imagine living without you, even though my soul just needs a moment. So it might be teenagers for you. It might be the hard place, the, the job that you hate. It might be the hard place in your marriage. It might be stuff going on with your parents, or siblings. It might be something at church. Maybe it is things that are going on with you and a friend. I don't know what it is for you personally, but whatever it is, if, if this thing left, but in order for it to be gone, those people or that situation had to be gone too, would you miss it? Tap into that. And, and because that is going to connect you to what you can be thankful for, the gratitude for the for that person and for that situation and the benefit. And it, from that place, it draws you in and you can enter into his course with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving opens the court of heaven inside of you. It's just, it, it leads you in there. Just turn to Thanksgiving and the thing that you're in, in that the place where you stand, just lift your, the spirit within you and let it be thankful to the Lord for what is in front of you and the exact place you stand right now. And then let that take you into the court, the heavenly court, the throne room of God and spend some time there. I so encourage you to spend some time there. This um, scripture that the Lord showed me today is Zechariah 4. I don't know if you ever go there very often. I'm not going to, I'm going to skim it. You go there on your own and I am not... I'm never, I'm never saying any of this from, I'm a theological expert, okay? I'm just going to share with you what the Lord has said to me. The scripture, the very first verse, 4-1 of Zechariah says, Then the angel who had been talking with me returned and woke me as though I had been asleep. And that caught me first and foremost because we walk through our lives asleep, unaware of what is really going on around us, unaware that the spirit inside of us is longing and desiring to be connected to the Lord God Almighty more 
and more and more. Our, our spirit is thirsty. Our spirit is hungry. But our soul and our body, it will sleep if we let it. If our spirit's not leading it, if we're not nourishing our spirit and allowing it and blessing it to rise up and be the part of us that leads us, leads our life, then we can really live like we are asleep. So then the opportunity for an angel to come to you and say, wake you up like you'd been sleeping, and then suddenly something comes awake inside of you. Um, the angel says, what do you see now? And then Zechariah says what he's seen. And I'm not going to get into that because there's a lot of things behind what he's seen. But it leads to the angel says, um, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force or might, some um, versions say, nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies have sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. So, first and foremost, it is saying that God says, it's not by your might, it's or your or by your force. It's not by your strength. It's not. He's saying it's not with your soul. It's not with your body. Not by your will. It's not by how big your muscles are, whether it's spirit, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically. Your muscles are not what builds a foundation, and it's not what carries you through. It's not what moves a mountain. It is by His Spirit. He is the Lord of heaven's armies, and no mighty mountain can stand in the way of his spirit. If he says, if the spirit of the Lord says that a mighty mountain will move for you, like for Zerubbabel, it will move. It will become a level plain before you. And he's talking about setting foundations. He's setting this, when Zerubbabel sets the final stone, when he's talking about building and laying foundations and um, he says, don't despise these small beginnings. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line. I, gosh, I just love a plumb line. Love, love plumb lines. We overcorrect. I always talk about, we overcorrect. We start in one place. And if you can picture um, just a string with a weight on the bottom. And if you start in any area of your life, you're off to the side, you let go of it, and let's go back to physics class, you drop it. It swings towards the center, the, the, bl- the bottom, the plumb line, and it swings over to the other side. And it overcorrects. It can't swing and drop and land plumb lined. It must swing the other way. And then it eventually swings back and gravity pulls it back and it swings and swings and swings and left and right and left and right and eventually it plumb lines. This is how our soul operates. 
Our spirit is fully redeemed at the time of inviting Jesus into your life. But your soul, your will, your imagination, your beliefs and perceptions and thought life, your um, your emotions, your, your, they are all being restored now unto this life, your body. Um, they're separate from your spirit. And when you see that they are going back and forth and back and forth, but they're moving towards a plumb line, alignment with the Lord of heaven's armies. And by his spirit, and where is his spirit? It's inside of you. By his spirit, everything he's called you to will be done. He's laying the foundation. You don't do this by yourself. You don't do it by your physical strength. You don't do it by the force of your will. You partner with him, but it is by his spirit. And that's why he says, don't despise small beginnings because he loves to see the work in you begin. And if you're called to be a coach or you've already, and you're just starting out or you've already been coaching, or even if you're just listening in and you are called to something that you have not yet stepped into, Whatever it is, the Lord loves and rejoices to see this work begin in you. And he loves to partner with you in that place. So comparison, it doesn't have a place in the beginnings. It's, you know, you might have heard somebody say, don't compare your beginning to my end. Don't compare your beginning to my middle. Don't compare you on that step when I'm two steps in front of you. I'm only two steps in front of you. I used to be on the step you're on. You know, it's like you can do that with anybody all day long, but comparison only breeds two kinds of fruit, pride or pain. So move away from that and instead renew your mind. You have the mind of Christ. Let it be something that leads you and remember that he's with you in this. I want to just say all of this to encourage you to move in a direction, to take imperfect action to continue to seek the Lord for the calling on your life, to trust that he's equipped you for everything, every good work in you that he's begun. He's faithful to finish it. The word of God goes forward. It never returns void. So listen in, spend time with him, enter into his courts with thanksgiving, and just imagine that where you're at right now, you won't always be here. You might miss it when it's gone. And from that place, you'll be able to guide other people because you've been here. So don't despise it. It will be part of the story. It's going to be part of the testimony of what God's done. And other people, they're out there waiting for you to help walk with them, you know, just lend a hand and show them the way because you know, you know what it is to be here, no matter how hard it is. And your thankfulness and your gratitude towards the Lord that he's drawing you in right now, even that you're listening to my voice tell you the word right now, where you are, no matter how long it is that you hear, when you hear this from the time I recorded it, it doesn't matter. He's brought this word to you right now for such a time as this, my friends. This is yours. And I encourage you to press into him. Give him your yes. If you know that you know in your spirit that you're called to something, don't turn away. Just start building a foundation. Take Legos out of your pocket that you've been building up. Start putting them together. You are, there's no pressure to do anything with it right now until the Lord gives you 
the go-ahead, but just start saying yes. Be committed to him. Let your spirit lead every time your soul says, I don't feel this doesn't feel good. I don't want this. Let your spirit rise up. Remember to just say, my spirit gets to lead here. My soul, I hear you. I validate and understand why you're, why you're saying that. I know why you feel that way. But the spirit inside of me is making the choice because I know that I know the word of my heavenly father. I pray this has been a blessing to you and would love to hear your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at Sterling and Stone Mentoring or Facebook. And you're always welcome to go to sterlingandstonementoring.com and leave a question to uh, about coaching for the podcast. And I hope that you have a beautiful day and that it's uh, that you feel the pre- tangible presence of the Lord with you from this moment forward. And just to end, I bless you, your calling, and your coaching. And if you've loved any of this content, my favorite form of thanks is a written review over on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take you 30 seconds, and I would so appreciate it. 